Yeah, the flesh versus the spirit. And so the day that you and I were born again, uh, our spirit became completely new. That's a cool thing, isn't it? And the Holy Spirit got permission to come and live with us, live within us, take up residence. That's so cool. That never happened until Jesus died on the cross and rose again and sent the Holy Spirit. And so literally the Holy Spirit is like cohabiting our inner person, our inner being, so to speak. And that's, that's the way God designed it. He, he wanted it that way from the beginning, from the garden when he was walking with his creation, when, when he said, hey, let's do this together. Let's have dominion. I give you dominion over all creation. And, and let's just enjoy all creation together. And so in that same way, when you said yes, you were a new creation, old things passed away, all things have become new. Holy Spirit came in and you're like, high five, let's do this, right? Let's do this, God. But you know what else happened at that very same moment? Your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, the battle for your effectiveness in the kingdom was engaged. And your soul became the most sought after thing in the realm of spiritual warfare. See, the devil doesn't care if you're not saved. He's got you. As soon as you said yes, as soon as your inner man changed from darkness to light, it's on. It's on, okay? And so that started that lifelong war to renew our minds, to bring our emotions into uh, subjectivity, to, to bring them into submission to the fact that we have an eternal standing in the kingdom, regardless of our present state, right? Is this making sense to you? But your mind, for some reason, the battle became so strong that your mind and your will and your emotions, they all want to still lead. That's, I'm used to doing that. <laughs> so it was before Jesus. So we have this, this fighting, this contention. And so self-preservation, self-promotion, self-awareness, isn't, isn't that everything in culture today? Self-made, self-care. Those are the enemies of the kingdom of God and, and how we should live in self-sacrificing ways where we prefer and defer to each other and, the, and we yield and say, Holy Spirit, strengthen us and move through us so that we can walk in divine love. It is not in our nature because of the sin nature is so strong. And so this is our challenge. And what's weird is it's hard to understand. It seems that, well, my flesh really is my enemy, isn't it? That's what the devil wants you to think, okay? The truth is spiritual forces are at war against us, and they want to get in our head. They want to manipulate us. The enemy wants to tell us lies about our standing so that we'll be unfruitful and unproductive for the kingdom of God. But here's the real deal. Here's what's going on in our battle against principalities, Ephesians 6.12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. You might think you're fighting your flesh, but you can't fight your flesh with your flesh. You'll lose every time. But against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places or in the spiritual realm, not in the natural realm. So if we're going to begin to fight this battle, 
ironically enough, we have to get past our flesh. Oh, it's frustrating, isn't it? It's frustrating. I want to do the right thing. I want to walk in the Spirit, but my flesh is, is fighting against me. So it's only through the surrender of our flesh and opening up to the Holy Spirit and allowing ourselves to live the way God really created us to be that we can win in the spirit realm. It's ironic, isn't it? To just state that again, you have to get past the flesh to fight a spiritual war that empowers you to overcome your flesh. It's like you're on a treadmill to oblivion, as one Saturday Night Live comedian said, right? But you know, as much as our heart is in it, it's like a New Year's resolution. They come easy and they die quickly. The gyms are going to be crowded for about the first 20 days of January. And then you can go back if you're serious. And uh, that's just the way it is, right? Our intentions are good, but our actions are very feeble. Paul lays it out really well. In Romans 7, starting in 18, he says, For I know that good does not dwell in me, that is, in my flesh. He's not saying my spirit isn't good. He's saying my flesh. For the willing is present in me, in my spirit, man. But the doing of the good is not. For the good that I want, I do not do. But I practice the very evil that I do not want. But if I do the very thing I do not want, I am no longer the one doing it. But sin that dwells in me, just making sense, can anyone relate to Paul's struggle? I can. I think we're all in good company. Reading on, I find then that principle that evil is present in me, the one who wants to do good. For I joyfully agree with the law of God in the inner person, my spirit. Your spirit, man, resonates with this as truth and loves the law of God, the word of God. But I see a different law in the parts of my body waging war against the law of my mind. And he's talking about the renewed mind, according to God's word, not the carnal mind that's against, and making me a prisoner of the law of sin, the law which is in my body's parts. Wretched man that I am, who will set me free from the body of this death? Who indeed, thanks be to God through who? Jesus Christ our Lord. So then on the one hand, I myself with my mind am serving the law of God, but on the other hand with my flesh, the law of sin. So our renewed spirit man has no problem living according to the law of God, right? The divine law of love. But our soul is another matter. Our mind, our will, our emotions. And that forms a strong uh, three-strand cord that needs to be subdued and renewed every day day. Amen, somebody. Our soul will try and take charge and cause us to do what the sinful flesh feels like is best for the day. What can we do? What are we to do about this? A wise man I knew who spoke from this very pulpit many a time said, to be forewarned is to be forearmed. To be forewarned this is before arm. First Peter 5 8. Be of sober mind, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. It is no good to just act like, oh, everything's great. Everything is awesome. Right? No, it isn't. The enemy's out there and he's gonna try to take you down every single day. And it's it's very naive to act like he's not there. We need to realize. He's not going to take a break. 
He's after our greatest spiritual investments. Have you ever noticed when you when you expend the most, I'll call it spiritual energy, or when you minister a lot, you really feel like you're, God is using you, maybe the anointing is on you, then you're tired, then you're really tempted. When you want to, I just want to rest. Do I have to keep after this? Do I have to have a quiet time today? Do I need to spend time with the Lord today? It was after Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days that the enemy came. And so understand this, whatever you've been deprived of, and we should deprive ourselves of, of the things of this world we're going to look at in a second. Whatever you've been deprived of, Satan's going to come to try to find a way to meet that need or to get you to meet that need in your flesh. You ever notice that? I found this on Facebook today. Not a whole lot of great things go on on Facebook, but every once in a while, <laughs> found something. And I was like, man, this is exactly what I'm teaching on tonight and meditating on. And um, I don't know who this guy is. Let's see. He apparently wrote a book, The Day with the Master. Have you ever heard of it? His name's Dennis Kinlaw. So check this out. He says, Satan disguises submission to himself under the ruse of personal autonomy. He never asks us to become his servants. Never once did the serpent say to Eve, I want to be your master. The shift in commitment, get this, this is so good, is never from Christ to evil. It's always from Christ to self. And instead of his will, Christ's will, self-interest now rules. And what I want reigns. And that is the essence of of sin. Think about that. Think about that. We start exalting ourselves when we really need to humble ourselves. We start getting louder when we should be silent. We start to complain when we should be thankful. We start to contend for our right to be right when we should just let the Lord keep the books and let him fight our battles. Come on now. We all have the same issues. And the good thing is, when you know you're doing the wrong thing, all you got to do is throw the switch. Ah, I'm complaining, knucklehead. Oh, praise God, I just thank you. Thank you, Lord. You're good and your mercy endures forever. I'm just going to, I'm going to praise myself back into an attitude of gratitude. And so, I don't know what high school teacher this said, uh, said this to me, but I always love this. A word to the wise is sufficient. We should learn from the mistake of others. Don't you think that's good? And God's word is full of both what to do and what not to do. And so we have this great example of what happens. Even one of the greatest heroes of faith of all time did something he knew not to do. And he did something in the flesh to achieve a path to God's promise. Remember, that's what Satan will always come along and get. Let me help you figure this out. Instead of, oh, I need to trust God. He's going to work this out. Satan, no, you, you figure this out. You need to get. So when we decide how to do what only God should do, that's when we get in trouble. Galatians 4, check this out, 28, 29. And you, brothers and sisters, like Isaac, are children of promise. But as at that time the son who was born, look, get this, according to the what? Flesh 
persecuted the one who is born according to the Spirit, so it is even now. So it is even now. We have a literal war in the Middle East because of this very fleshly act, but let's apply it to ourselves and understand that anything given birth to in the flesh will persecute, pressure, and resist everything that should be released within the scope of God's covenant promise for us. See, and in that way, you and I can be our own worst enemy. A lot of times, our be- we're knocking our head against the wall. You know why? You're reaping a harvest of, of some things that you've continually leaned on the flesh to do. It's, it's, it's sobering to be aware of that. But when we're aware of that, what do we do? I'll tell you that in a second. So our fullest blessing is always going to be hindered by the harvest of seeds planted in the flesh. And this, by the way, isn't my topic tonight, but this is why we have generational curses that need to be broken. Because all our forefathers lived this way, and some of them in ignorance, some of them complete carnality, but these things don't just disappear when someone dies. They'll keep going. And so, have you ever noticed that? Have you ever, have you ever noticed a trait that was maybe in your father or your grandfather, and you find yourself, why am I doing that? Why am I losing my temper so easily? That's a harvest of a fleshly seed that was sown, and you have to get delivered from that and surrender that to the Lord. It's going back to what Paul said, I do what I don't want to do. Why do I do this? So Paul tells us further, Galatians 5, 16 and 17, but I say walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. And I want to say even the desires of the flesh from previous generations. If you walk in the Spirit, you're no longer obligated to lose your temper like your father did. Right? You're no longer um, obligated to be careless with money because someone in your bloodline was a gambler. Are you getting this? You're free from this. For the desire of the flesh is against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For those are in opposition to one another in order to keep you from doing whatever you want. Let's keep plowing. Still with me? But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are? Sexual immorality, impurity, indecent behavior, idolatry, witchcraft, hostilities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger. I talked about that. Selfish ambition. That's a huge problem in the body of Christ. Dissensions. Another huge problem in the body of Christ. Factions. Ditto. Envy. Ditto. Drunkenness. Carousing. And things like these of which I forewarn you. To be forewarned is to be forearmed. Just as I have forewarned you that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And I'm so glad he doesn't leave us there in darkness and despair. And oh man, verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Hey, have you all heard about self-control lately? (laughs) Not a lot of that going around on the mean streets, right? Against such there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So I love that this whole text shows us this contrast. What the contrast between the works of the flesh and the fruit of the spirit. 
And so each thing is always a harvest of a seed sown. Galatians 6, 7, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a person sows, this he will also reap. You sow to the flesh, your flesh is going to rot because of it. You sow to the spirit, you're going to have life. Zoe, the God kind of life, right? Ever renewing new newness. And so what we have to do is, what does he say there? Uh, whoever practices these things, practices the works of the flesh, practices carnality and sin, what we have to do is examine our practices and change our practices. Is this too simple for you? Paul said practicing the deeds of the flesh steals us from experiencing our rightful kingdom inheritance. He's not saying if you end up sinning, you're never going to heaven. It's a misinterpretation. Right? Those who practice such things will not inherit. You know you have an inheritance in the kingdom of God that you can walk in fully right now, today, before you go eternally into heaven. And so the more you sow to the flesh, the more your inheritance is, is kept from you because you're not going to participate in that. Do you hear that? You're not walking in the abundant life. You're not walking in the fullness because we've chosen to sow to the flesh. So we're keeping ourselves out. We're keeping ourselves out of inheritance that is rightfully ours. And so kingdom rewards come as a result of delayed gratification. It's a good principle. It works in life. But you know, we're in this for eternity. So a lot of things that you do that aren't going to feel good to you, you just have to trust God. You, Lord, it's for your eternal good. It's for your eternal good. And so... This is, I believe, what was resonating through worship tonight, and it was on my heart. Our source of satisfaction has to come from the Lord alone. If you're going to really be in the spirit and overcome the flesh, you just have to be satisfied from the Lord alone, from the Lord alone, him and him alone. Even a Lord who isn't on our time frame, isn't that annoying? You're not going to do what I want when I want it, God. You're going to make me wait. Even a Lord who feels distant at times, God, I just can't feel you today. Even a Lord whose, whose ways are higher than our ways. Even a Lord whose the deep things, the mysteries belong to God. Things happen we don't understand and we can't explain. Is your satisfaction in that Lord? And so here's a principle to practice. It's very practical. What we need to do is create a deeply rooted, heart-connected habit. A deeply rooted, heart-connected habit. Something that will not only be a counter-habit against the deeds of the flesh, whatever the sin that so easily besets you might be, but so strong that it will push it out and replace it. Any of you practice that discipline? You have to create a good habit to push out the bad one, right? And so this has to be more than just a new religious behavior. That's why saying 42,000 Hail Marys doesn't do a thing for you. It's not in God's word. Just behaving different, it's, it's living according to the law. And if that's the case, it's just religion. No, it's more about doing the right things, but in those practices, being totally dependent on the Spirit of God. Oh, God, I cannot do this without you. Empower me to live this life. Empower me. Your spirit is in me. I give myself totally to you for your kingdom purpose. What did Jesus pray? Your kingdom come. 
your will be done. Even when he would, went to the cross and he knew that's what would ha have to happen. Lord, I don't want to do this. Can you take this from me? But nevertheless, not my will, but yours, right? So I want to just quickly rapid fire with the time uh, remaining. Just some some everyday things that you can do to to win this battle against your own flesh and stay in the spirit and stay in the spiritual battle. So number one, see your life laid down as a sweet offering of worship to the Lord. Your life is worship. Just know that and walk in that and say, God, I am I'm a living sacrifice to you, Romans 12, 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. We need this attitude that says, you know what, God, if nothing else, if I don't experience some kind of supernatural prosperity or divine success or, or my business isn't just killing it in the eyes of the world, if none of that happens, would the flame on the altar of my heart be a sweet aroma and surrender to the king? I live for your pleasure. I live to the praise of your glory alone even if no one sees it. And I, I think I have a feeling if you live that way, it's going to be noticeable. What did Paul say? Let your spiritual progress be evident to all. When you really live a life laid down, you're living a standout life. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the Son of God. You're not getting out of this body until you die. So you have to live by faith in here. Who loved me and gave himself up for me. I do not nullify the grace of God. For if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died needlessly. Okay, secondly, renew the mind. Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Every day the word will keep our mind on him. Keep the word going in. Listen to it. If you don't like to read, listen to it. Put it on repeat. Sing it. Find music that declares the word of God, right? It's okay to have some other lyrics, but make sure it's, it's, it's word-centered. Uh, confess it. Speak the word. Don't just read the word. Read it out loud. Memorize some scripture. Study it. Saturate your life with the word. Everything you observe, try to have a comment from God's word on it. You see something on the news, address it with, well, you know what? God's word says this, right? We sh that should be our, our, our automatic response. It should just flow out of our hearts. And see, when that happens, it's going to push out. You're not going to have time to, to, to gossip and complain and murmur because all that's coming out is the word of God, the word of God. It's in my heart. It's in my mouth. You know, that's how you got saved. You believe the word of God and you confessed it. And that's how you, get, you stay sanctified every day, every day. Okay, keep plowing here. We need to realize past tense that you have been delivered and you're no longer a slave. You know how many people have a slavery bondage mentality? You've been set free. It's done. Jesus died and said, it is finished. The devil lies to you and tells you that's not the case. No, no, no. You're no longer a slave. You're free, Romans 6, 12. Therefore, sin is not to reign in your mortal body so that you obey its lusts. You'd say, no, 
Shut up, flesh. I'm not going to obey you. I'm not going to go on presenting the parts of my body to sin as instruments of unrighteousness. But present yourselves. I'm going to present myself to God as those who are alive from the dead. And my body parts as instruments of righteousness for God. For sin shall not be master over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. Thank God I'm free. I'm a servant of the Most High God. And everything I live, everything I say, my actions are for the Lord. We need, to, we need to stay far on the other side of the line. I know Pastor Jim has mentioned this uh, many times, but it seems like there's a line here, and right over here is sin, you know, crouching at your door, as Jesus said. And people just, just want to dance right on this line, like, eh, it's okay, it's okay. You're within grasp of, of the enemy just trying to pull you over into that thing. No, get, get away from that line. Err way on the side of, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to think that. I'm not going to live that way. And no one who knows me should even think I'm by that line. You do owe that to people. Your testimony, your walk, people are looking at you. Are they following Christ? Again, this lie of, don't judge me, I've Hey, evaluate me to see whether I'm in the faith. I want to know, you know. Selah, think about that. Romans 6.22, but now having been freed from sin and enslaved to God, I love that, you derive your benefit resulting in sanctification and the outcome, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gracious gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Having been freed from sin. I'm no longer a slave to sin, but I'm a slave to God, and I'm gladly a bondservant of the Most High King Jesus. Colossians 1.13, for he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. If you have a hard time believing this and receiving this, again, Meditate over and over and over and say this, say this, say this until things start to change. Say this till you notice a difference. Amen. Don't give up. Don't give up the fight against your own flesh. Speak the scriptures. Let your mind, will, and emotions know who's boss. Good morning, mind. My spirit's leading today. I just want you to know. Every thought's going to be captive to the word of God. Every action is going to be to the obedience of God. And I'm going to live as a sacrifice of worship and praise. I just want you to know that. Just want you to know that. Here's another thing. Pray in tongues. You're not filled with the spirit. Pray with tongues yet. We can pray for you to receive that gift. Ephesians 6.18, with every prayer and request, pray at all times in the Spirit. With this in view, be alert with all perseverance. Jude 1.20, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. You've got to now take that inner man, uh, the Holy Spirit, and do a, do a one-two power punch and pray in the Spirit. And build up your spirit, man. Here's another one. Be aware of, uh, be aware of the full armor. Uh, Karen taught a whole series on this. And stay dressed for battle. Just keep it on, right? Know that you're in a fight. Ephesians 6.10, finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of whose might? His might. Put on the full armor of God so that you'll be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil every day. 
Zechariah 4.6. Again, this is stuff we have to know about our standing that goes against what our mind is telling our state is. Then he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, saying, not by not might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of armies. The battle is the Lord's. And then, uh, here we go, finishing up. Uh, Endeavor to remain repentant, humble, and hungry for the Lord. Spiritual pride is a real thing. So we start walking in victory, and before we know it, we're kind of proud of our spiritual walk. And again, the enemy is there waiting to trip us up, to make us feel self-righteous, to make us act religiously, to make us unduly examine the contents of someone's heart when it's none of our business. When we just need to love them and be gracious to them. Psalm 51.10, create in me a clean heart, God. Renew a steadfast spirit within me, not my neighbor, not my in-laws, me. Psalm 51.17, the sacrifice of, of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. God, you will not despise. Psalm 24.3, who may ascend unto the hill of the Lord and who may stand in his holy place? One who has clean hands and a pure heart. And then finally, just these, these are things to keep in mind, to, to keep pressing towards. If we envision the higher call, if we envision, consider your life a supreme sacrifice, it's worth seeing God's plan for eternity accomplished through you. Do you know he wants to expand the kingdom through each and every one of you? And we got to get past our flesh. we got to get past our mind to allow him to do that. This is so inspirational to me. I'm, I'm going over here, and if you have to go, I understand, or if you have to go um, uh, pick up uh, children or youth, but go ahead. Philippians 3, 7. But whatever things were gained to me, these things I have counted as loss because of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them mere rubbish so that I may gain Christ. And be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. If somehow I may attend to the resurrection from the dead. That I may know him. That I may know him. 2 Corinthians 4.17. For our momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory. Far beyond all comparison. While we look not at the things which are seen. But at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Let's get our eyes off the flesh. Let's not be so worried about the things of this world. Let's just, I really felt like I wanted to, to give us some opportunity to respond if, if you have time. I understand it's the middle of the week, busy life, school, and things like that, so I don't want to hold anyone. You're, fr you're free to be released. Uh, but along with what Dave did tonight and what God was doing in my heart before, there's this song that... I, uh, you can come to the altar. You can just stay in your seats and just listen and, and reflect. And let's just clean the slate. Let's just spend 
a minute rededicating our lives to, to him tonight, to his purpose, recommitting to stand back in that battle against the flesh, and uh, just go ahead and play that, and then we'll, I'll pray, and then we'll be released after that. Just respond to the Lord.
give you our entire heart tonight. Every part. We don't want to go anywhere that you aren't. We don't want to get ahead of you. We don't want to stay when you've called us to a higher place, Lord. So whatever needs to change in us, God, I just pray you minister to each person right where they're at, Lord that we would just come to a new level of total sacrifice and humility, repentance, commitment to you like never before, God. Giving you our whole heart, all that we are, Lord. Pray that each person tonight is able to just have a renewed fire in their hearts and a desire to serve you uh, stronger than ever before, Lord. I pray that you use the message of the word of God tonight to inspire us, to motivate us, to encourage us, to exhort us, Lord. We receive our strength from you, God. Uh, it truly is in you, Lord Jesus, that we live, that we move, that we have our being, that we're sustained, God. So we say, come your kingdom, Lord, be done your will. And we pray all these things for your glory tonight in Jesus' name. Amen.